0: Welcome back to Brain Blaze, a weekly podcast about epilepsy, by people with epilepsy, for people with epilepsy, and our caretakers. I'm your host, David Clifford. In this episode, I'll tell you a story about the first time I had a seizure. If you're new to Brain Blaze, I just want to state that I'm not a medical expert. I'm just someone that has struggled with the ins and outs of epilepsy for almost three decades. My first time was when I was 15 years old with a woman in a hot, steamy basement. Uh, David? Yeah. We're still talking about your first seizure, right? Will you just let me tell the story? It's just that we have kids listening. My first time was when I was 15 years old in 1990. I was in a hot, steamy basement with a woman and two other dudes. David! I've been reluctant to talk about my first seizure. It's not that I'm embarrassed about it, though I do think that it's an embarrassing story. It's just that it's become so cliche to do so. A quick search on YouTube reveals hundreds of people talking about theirs. We all have a story about our first time. What makes me think my story can possibly be as entertaining as yours? I mean, what can I possibly do to make my story? I know. Music. What are you doing? We don't have the license of Feels Like the First Time by But the episode's called Feels Like the First Time. It just makes sense that... It's not in the budget. How big is our budget? Uh, let me check here. Zero. But the whole story revolves around music. Zero. Though my first time was when I was 15 years old, to really tell the story correctly, we have to start nearly a year earlier. As a 14-year-old, I sported braces, glasses, typical teenage acne, and a mullet. I decided that if I was ever going to find love, I might need to work on my image. Instantly, I thought I'd learn how to play a musical instrument. I mean, who doesn't love a rock star? Daniel! I have a plan. Thank the Lord! Tell me. Well,
1: girls love musicians, don't
0: they? Uh Uh-huh.
1: Even the really weird
0: ones get girlfriends. That's right. Meatloaf. Definitely get laid at least once, for God's sake. Ringo Starr married a born girl. Whatever. And what is the biggest, baddest musical instrument of them all? Electrical guitar, of course! (laughs) My decision quickly backfired, though. Instead of meeting my true love, I spent the next few years holed up in my garage with two other guys who also sported braces, glasses, acne, and mullets. To be fair, the early 90s was a terrible time for rock stars in love. The Roaring Whiskey a Go-Go era of Girls, Girls, Girls was nearing its end. It had been years since Tonic and had danced on Jaguars. I mean, just a few years later, the rock star that had seemingly defined Generation X, Kurt Cobain, was forced to marry Courtney to find love. Although my friends and I thought of ourselves as a band, we were missing one key component that made bands great.
1: The truth is, Wild Stallions will never be a super band until we have Eddie Van Halen on guitar.
0: No, we didn't have a solid drummer. Actually, we didn't have a drummer of any kind. When a drummer happened to answer our poorly-scrawled flyer that we had stapled to the CD bulletin board of our local guitar store, our band jumped at the chance to learn more. I was quickly tapped by my friends as a person to reach out.
1: Hello? uh, Hello, ma'am. I was just going to answer an advertisement? Uh, okay, what advertisement? It says here there's a drummer looking to join a band. Oh jeez. The phone's for you. David, we can't use a real name.
0: It's fine, we'll just bleep it in the post.
1: Um, hello? The drummer is a girl?
0: It turned out the drummer wasn't just a girl, but a girl our age. I jumped at the chance to meet her in person. Um, I mean, let her try out. We still had to see if she had the chops to play with us veterans, right? I admit, there was more than a few phone calls. The drummer and I actually kind of hit it off. A few weeks later, we made a date. I mean, we chose a time where my bandmates could see if she could play. We decided it would be easiest to meet at her house so she didn't have to move her drum kit around. On the day of the meet, I was prepped cell cleaned and mullet coiffed. I had dressed to impress in the coolest rock and roll attire that was in my limited arsenal. I wore my favorite Black Sabbath Volume 4 t-shirt and a pair of light blue baggy Levi's. Hey, it was 1990, at least they weren't acid washed. Even though the drummer and I had been talking on the phone every couple of days for three weeks, I hadn't revealed to my bandmates any details that AXON and I had shared. They still had no idea that she was even a girl. We showed up for our house in my friend's battered BMW Beetle and piled out. May I help you? Uh, uh we're, we're here to meet... What is this
1: pertaining to?
0: Out of my peripheral vision, I could see my bandmates confusingly stepping back from the door. Before I knew it, they had huddled back at the bug.
1: Let them in. They're my friends. Hold
0: on. Don't embarrass me. When I joined my bandmates, they were already discussing their intention to leave immediately. It was obvious that the lady wasn't even going to let us through the front door. How long did she think that we were gonna hang out here in the blistering Southern California heat? And there was one more thing. The drummer was a girl. Girls can't play drums, right? From her porch, A**son's mom waved us back to the house. After a little convincing, I pushed my friends to grab their gear. We followed A**son's mom through the house to a basement door. That in itself was weird for us. I mean, there aren't a lot of basements in Southern California. She opened the door to a long set of stairs, and we filed down. And sat behind her huge drum kit. I mean, Neil Perth huge. Two bass drums and at least eight different cymbals. You could barely see her. There was one thing for sure. She could play. I mean, really play. I had already been glistening from the heat outside, but I instantly broke out into a full sweat. Maybe it was a bad idea to convince my bandmates to meet her. There's so many ways it could go poorly. There's no way she's going to be impressed with our finger quote band. When Allison stood up from behind the kit, all I could think was, Oh crap, she's even good looking too. Suddenly her mom said,
1: It sure is hot down here. I'll get some cold Cokes.
0: She peered at us with suspicion. Let's keep
1: the door open, shall we? It's
0: okay. I mean, we're just here to play.
1: That's what I'm afraid of.
0: After her mom left, Alison sat down behind her kit and quickly stated, Let's see what you got. It was unbearably hot in the basement. Thinking about it now, I wonder if the lady of the house didn't turn off the heat just to drive us away. Surprisingly, we all hit it off. Our musical styles were very similar. She loved Black Sabbath, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, and even Rush. She had no problem playing brand new songs like Metallica's Enter Sandman that had only been released a few months earlier. It was blistering loud in the basement. After the fourth or fifth song, we heard the basement door slam shut and give us a little wink. With the four of us confined to the basement, it became even hotter. I mean, the temperature continued to rise. After the second rendition of Iron Man, my Black Sabbath t shirt was soaked through. To stay hydrated, I must have drunk five cokes. It started to look like was exactly what we were looking for. I woke up in the emergency room surrounded by my bandmates, their parents, and my mom. And when I say surrounded, I actually mean surrounded. I felt like the man in that game, Operation. Looking up at a crowd of bobbleheads staring wide-eyed down at me, I felt like a truck had hit me. Looking back at it now, there was no doubt that I was still a postictal. My friends and family were confused, but interested in my well-being. I did notice, however, that was nowhere to be found. I still had no idea why I was in the hospital until the doctor showed up. He approached me like he was a motorcycle cop who had just pulled over a high-speed driver. In front of the whole crowd, he started, David, is that your name? Yeah. What did you take? Mystified by the question, I looked around the room. Did this doctor think I had stolen something? What do you mean? What did you take? Come on, kid. Oh, it's kid now. People don't have seizures for no reason. You gotta help me help you. What drugs were you and your friends taking? What's a seizure? I quickly learned that I had been taken to Palomar Hospital in Escondido, California, after experiencing a grand mal seizure. Hey, that's what they called them back then. My friends told me it took some time to load me into the ambulance because the EMT's first reaction to seeing a long-haired kid wearing a black sabbath t-shirt sprawled on the ground next to his guitar was that I had overdosed. It even took them a few minutes to actually check my pulse. My mother and the other parents quickly teamed up with the doctor. It was presented that I should just confess about the drugs because I was putting all the other kids at risk by hiding what we were doing. Here's the thing, drugs have never been my bag. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am very square. Growing up, I had first-hand experience with people near me entrenched in alcoholism. I thought back then, as I still do now, that recreational drugs are just an extension of that. A disease of which I wanted no part. After a preliminary check that involved a doctor looking over his clipboard at me from across the room, I was quickly deemed, quote, feeling better. I was brought home by my mother to, quote, sleep it off. A few days later, I summed up the courage to make a phone call.
1: Hello? Uh, hello, this is David. We met a few days ago. Oh. Yeah. Is Allison around? She is, but she's not taking calls at the moment. Uh, okay, can you just tell her I'm feeling better and I'm sorry about- She isn't
0: taking calls. With that, I never heard from Allison again. After weeks of hitting it off over the phone, She had just ghosted me. Over the next couple of years, I couldn't seem to convince my doctors or family that I wasn't on drugs. When I had further seizures just a few months later, they were shrugged off and attributed to my drug habit. It was more than a year before I was brought to the attention of my neurologist. My first time was hot, loud, and over before I knew it. Was the story about my first time just as entertaining as yours? We would love to hear any of your comments or questions regarding this or any of the other episodes. You can reach out to us via email at social at brainblaze.com or on Twitter at And If you like this episode, consider subscribing or even helping us providing a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your content. One small click really does help. See you next time.